Good morning, it's Friday, December 29th. Here is what we're working on this morning. One man has died following a serious car crash in St. Catharines last night. As we get set to say goodbye to 2023, many are starting to plan their New Year's resolutions. And Cher has filed for temporary legal conservatorship of her adult son. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Live. I am Adam Atkinson filling in for Tim Bolin. And I'm Emily Taylor filling in for Annette Hom. Brian Wood is also off this week, so we'll have Emily Vukovic here a little bit later this morning with your weather. Now, we uh, just mentioned that this is going to be the last Morning Live of 2023, so pretty exciting. Let's take a quick look at the roads this morning. Right now, it's uh, looking pretty good. The fog has finally cleared after, what, five or six days? We get a picture, better picture of the roads right now, and they are looking pretty good. Seems there are a few more cars on the roads this morning than previous mornings, and it does seem a little wet as well. We've had a couple of drizzly days, so please drive carefully this morning. One man has died following a serious car crash in St. Catharines last night. Niagara police say they were called to the area of Grantham Avenue north of Scott Street and Agar Drive around 4 p.m. Officers say a 77-year-old St. Catharines man driving a black Dodge Caliber struck a tree. He was taken to hospital with serious injuries and died last night. Niagara police say what led up to the crash is still under investigation and detectives have been assigned to the case. Anyone with information or video footage is asked to contact police. CHCH News spoke exclusively with a family who experienced a violent armed carjacking attempt last week. And we've concealed their identity to protect them from potential retaliation by the suspects who haven't been arrested yet. The carjacking attempt happened in the area of West 5th Street and Brantdale Avenue last Friday, where the married couple visited someone they know and left their car in the driveway. At least two suspects attempted to steal the vehicle using a gun to threaten the couple. The couple says police didn't come to the scene or patrol the neighborhood in the hours after the incident, despite the victims reporting that they saw the suspect's vehicle by their home shortly after. I'm standing here and she was inside the house. Now the fella ran around and went into the car and that's me moved off at the same time. That's the wrestling going on inside here. And then my wife, she came out and opened the door. And when she opened the door, Basically, he was trying to come out, so she was helping me, restraining him, when his friend, see, that's his friend, ran out. And all I could hear say, gun, gun. And when I looked up, I'm looking in the barrel of the gun. He cocked it at me first, and then he pointed it. Yeah, and then both of them ran off. Hamilton police declined an interview yesterday and didn't provide any answers to questions about the couple's claims, setting an ongoing investigation. Police say 2023 has been the worst year for carjacking in the last decade. One of Hamilton's top doctors is being awarded one of the country's highest honors. Paul O'Byrne, the dean of McMaster University's medical school, is being awarded the Order of Canada. His citation refers to his exceptional work in expanding our understanding of and ability to treat asthma. Like many Canadians, O'Byrne suffered from severe asthma as a kid, which in turn led to his decades-long medical career. He says asthma is a disease that's become more common, partly because of climate change, leading to things like longer summers. The environment is uh, certainly important in 
in causing the disease, particularly with allergens that uh, children particularly get allergic to. And then for making asthma symptoms worse, uh, the level of air pollution, uh, the um, severity of it worldwide, uh, the fact that um, with climate change there is a changing pattern of allergen exposure, uh, the, expo the length of duration of exposure is changing. Well, Byrne says he's inspired by previous Order of Canada recipients from McMaster. And another Hamiltonian is among the latest appointees to the Order of Canada. Ardith Broad is being honoured for her, quote, contributions to the Canadian orchestral community and for her sustained support for youth involvement in music. Now, she serves as the executive director of the Broad Festival, Canada's largest orchestral music festival. Ardith shares three children, the late Boris Broad, the founder of the festival, who was tragically killed in a hit-and-run incident in April of 2022. And Richard Wayne Hill Sr. is being given an honorary appointment as an officer. Hill was born and raised in Buffalo, but now lives in Oshwiken. He's an indigenous knowledge keeper inducted for his, quote, efforts to recover and restore the Haudenosaunee artifacts and ways of living. The Governor General can give honorary appointments to five people each year who are not Canadian citizens. As we get closer to the end of the year, many people are starting to brainstorm their resolutions for the new year to begin 2024 with a fresh start. Simone Gavaris joins us live from Lock Street to hear more from people about their New Year's resolutions. Hi, Simone. Hi, Emily. Well, as we know, resolutions can range from a number of goals. There's new fitness goals, healthier eating habits, and even new financial resolutions. And finances seems to be the one that many people are going to be focusing on going into 2024. Now, a survey from Ipsos Reid earlier this month said that almost half of Canadians have changed their financial resolutions for the new year in response to the rising cost of living. But regardless of your resolutions, some of the tried and true methods to stay on track include setting attainable goals, being specific with those goals, and finding a support system to help with motivation. Now, if you're looking for ways to spend the weekend before ringing in the new year, there's a number of events that are going to be happening around the city. There's a New Year's Eve countdown for kids at the Hamilton Library, and there's also our very own New Year's Eve countdown happening on CHCH. But today here on Lock Street, we're hoping to catch up with some people to hear more about their New Year's resolutions and how they hope to ring in the new year. But for now, Adam, I'll send things over to you. Thank you very much, Simone. Let's take a look at sports. Before we dip into the NHL and World Junior highlights, let's take a look at the Brantford Bulldogs. We were back on the ice again last night after an 11-day break. And the Bulldogs broke out of the Christmas break with a 5-4 road win over the Oshawa Generals. Defenseman Cedrickson Okitundu led the Bulldogs with two goals, while Jake O'Brien's goal early in the third period held up as the winner. And the Bulldogs have earned at least a point in six straight games and now sit in first place in the Eastern Conference. One point over Ottawa, who lost 5-3 to North Bay. Not a good night for the Niagara Ice Dogs up north as they were spanked 10-2 by Owen Sound. Denny Gore was on the attack in the first period, scoring a pair of goals 77 seconds apart and eventually finished with a career best three goals and five assists for eight points. While Georgetown native Ethan Burroughs posted two goals and four assists for six points, Brody Crane and Bronson Ride scored for Niagara, who continued to occupy the OHL basement.
Late night in the NHL last night, but there were three Canadian teams in action. Let's take a look. It was back and forth affair in Carolina as the Habs made things interesting. But it was Andre Svechnikov giving the Canes the lead in the third and then burying the long-distance empty netter to complete the hat trick. Hurricanes wipe out the Habs 5-3. Let's jump to Vancouver now where the top team in the league, the Canucks, were hosting the surprisingly decent Philadelphia Flyers, but it was all Philly in this one. They would score three goals in just over two minutes in the second and hold on for the 4-1 win. Our last Canadian team in action were the Oilers and they exploded with four goals in the first period and hammered the lowly San Jose Sharks 5-0 and Vegas, they beat the Kings 3-2. To the World Junior Hockey Championship in Sweden where the Cinderella fairy tale German squad were brought back to reality yesterday by the host team. Sweden improved to 25-0 lifetime against the Germans and improved to 2-0 in this tourney with a 5-0 win over Germany. St. Louis Blues first rounder Otto Stenberg was the hero scoring three goals to help drop the Germans to one win and one loss to Team Canada. Oh, they were watching this one closely as they'll play the Swedes this afternoon at 1.30. And the other rink in Frölundaborg, which sounds like a completely made-up Hallmark town, was a complete blowout as St. Louis Blues first-rounder Jimmy Snuggerud scored a hat-trick in the first period as a Team USA skunked Switzerland 11-3. Blue Jackets second-rounder Gavin Brunley stepped up with two goals and an assist as the Americans improved to 2-0 at this event and 24 wins and two ties versus the Swiss. To the NFL Thursday nighter where Joe Flacco has turned a seemingly cursed season for the Cleveland Browns into a charmed one. Cleveland's quarterback for just over a month, Flacco, passed for 309 yards and three touchdowns. And the Browns clinched an unlikely playoff berth, just their second since 2002, despite numerous injuries this season with a 37-20 win over the New York Jets. Now the Browns are assured of a wild card spot and still have a chance to win the AFC North and maybe the conference's number one overall seed, something that seemed impossible just weeks ago as major injuries piled up. To the NBA now, where the Detroit Pistons were looking to end their historic losing streak, but they were in tough against the best team in the league, the Boston Celtics. Hoping to avoid a 28th straight loss that would match the longest losing streak in NBA history, the Detroit Pistons forced overtime against the league-best Celtics before Boston recovered to win 128-122. Despite making it to overtime for the first time in the skid, Detroit matched the trust-the-process Philadelphia 76ers with 28 consecutive losses. Now the Pistons need a win at home against the Raptors tomorrow night to avoid breaking the record. All right, I'll say good morning to Emily Vukovic with our check on weather. Well, good morning. I've got good news for you guys. The fog advisories that we've been dealing with for the last five days, they have finally, finally. been Oh, thank goodness. See you later, Fog. But <laughs> it was hello, actually cold. Nice being able to see in front of me driving in this it morning. Was it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. First time in five days. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that the fog is gone. The bad news is that we are going to be cooling down fairly significantly. Looking at the satellite and radar, a few showers here and there. So the drizzle, that still is going to be sticking around for the next couple of days, but it's not going to be too intense. We will see some um, periods of dry weather.
weather throughout the day today and into the weekend. Cooler temperatures uh, dropping to four degrees. Our temperatures have been so mild through the overnight. We are going to be dropping to about four. Uh, the winds coming in from that southwesterly direction, keeping us uh, relatively mild because we should be minus one for this time of year. Tonight could see some mixing, so that could make for some slick travel conditions if you are heading out on a Friday evening during the holidays, quite likely. 30% chance of seeing some snow mixing with that rain. And then tomorrow, cloudy conditions, daytime high of minus one, dropping to, well, it could be dropping rather to minus two by the evening. So if you are heading out again Saturday night, the wind chill feeling more like minus three. So that's what you're going to need to dress for. This area of low pressure moves out. Cold air moves in, but with it, we do have the chance to see a few isolated flurries, not only Saturday night, but into Sunday as well. We could see a light coating on the roads, making for some very slick conditions as you're heading out for your New Year's Eve plans. So just keep that in mind. So the good news, fog is gone. Bad news, temperatures are cooling. It is actually going to start to feel like winter, you guys. It's kind of bizarre. It hasn't felt like winter yet this month. Oh, I hate that. That's terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a winter person. You know what, I am kind of tired with the rain. I'm done with the rain. Mm -hmm. I just want to see some sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so long. And I'm ready to fast forward, actually. We can just do spring. Yeah. We're, we're good with spring. Yeah. I'm game. Okay. Yeah. Like, Sign me up. Minus one, minus two. That's not that bad. No, it's really not we that can bad. Handle that. It's uh, not that bad at all. I mean, we're Canadians. We're tough. <laughs> we're tough Canadians. We got are this. We? Well, maybe you two are. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, I'm not at all. I'm just pretending. <laughs> all <laughs> it's right. just a shtick. Okay, coming up in chit chat, we are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. So I'm going to give you guys some time to think about that. Okay. All right, thanks very much. Coming up from the break, a Montreal man has filed a motion over melons. And we'll tell you why next. Here's a look at the markets. Canadian dollars down 17 basis points this morning. It's at 75.42 cents US. Gold fell $9.30, while crude gained 24 cents. It's at $72.01 a barrel. In midday, European trading markets are up in London, Frankfurt, and Paris. Over in Asia, markets are down in Tokyo, but up in Hong Kong and Shanghai. And in North American markets yesterday, the TSX fell 87 points, the Dow was up 54, and the Nasdaq dropped 4. A man from Montreal is seeking permission to launch a class action lawsuit against two food companies tied to the cantaloupe salmonella outbreak. In an application filed to the Quebec Superior Court on December 12th, Olivier Archambault alleges he spent almost a week in a hospital after consuming cantaloupe produced by the Mexican-based brand Malchita. The public, agency, public Health Agency of Canada says there are 164 laboratory-confirmed cases of salmonella linked to cantaloupe and seven deaths. Air Canada has signed a sponsorship deal with the brand new professional women's hockey league. The deal makes the airline the league's first ever premier partner and the official airline of the league's first six teams on both sides of the border. Air Canada says the agreement includes intellectual property rights for the teams in Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Boston, Minnesota and New York. The puck drops in the new league on Monday. That's January 1st. Health Canada is confirming an additional death linked to a product that was recalled in the country more than two years ago. 
Four models of bed handles distributed by Drive Medical were first recalled in 2021 after two deaths were reported, one in Canada and the other in the U.S. Health Canada says a second death has since been reported in Canada. The metal handles are affixed alongside the mattress to help people get in and out of their regular beds at home. But it turns out they can trap people in bed and pose a serious risk of death by asphyxiation. More than 68,000 of them were sold in Canada between 2016 and 2021. A Canadian developer has been ordered to pay nearly $185,000 in fines and restitution after pleading guilty in Ontario to illegally selling new homes. The Home Construction Regulatory Authority says Saji Nada and Ideal Developments has never had a license to build or sell new homes in Ontario. But that didn't stop the Markham-based developers from taking millions of dollars in deposits from hopeful buyers in Richmond Hill. The authority will distribute restitution proceeds to affected purchasers, but says they won't get all their money back. The HCRA is also refusing to renew licensing for all ideal-related companies. Deutsche Bank has pledged nearly $5 million in funding to help combat human trafficking in New Mexico. The bank made the announcement yesterday in a joint statement with State Attorney General Raul Torres. It comes seven months after Deutsch settled a lawsuit that claimed the German lender should have seen evidence that their client, the late Jeffrey Epstein, engaged in sex trafficking. Torres's office is investigating several financial service companies and their role in what he says is a failure to identify sexual abuse and trafficking of underage girls at Epstein's ranch in Santa Fe County. If you own a 737, better get it out of the garage and give it a once-over. Boeing is urging airlines to inspect all of the 737 MAX planes for a possible missing bolt. Yesterday, the Federal Aviation Administration said inspections involving, involve looking for a possible loose bolt in the rudder control system. The FAA says the move stems from incidents on two separate aircraft, one involving a missing nut, the other involving a loose nut. The inspection takes about two hours according to the FAA. The 737 MAX was previously grounded for nearly two years after two fatal crashes that killed 346 people. All right, we're taking a break right now, but Emily V will be back with your 70 forecast shortly. Welcome back. Before we get to Emily for the seven-day forecast, let's take a look at the roads pretty quickly. As you can see, pretty light traffic out this morning, but I would say it seems a little bit heavier than our past couple of days, perhaps more people returning to the office this Friday morning. But our fog advisory has finally lifted, so fog is not as much of a concern for us, but roads still a little bit damp. We've had a couple of days of some drizzles. So just, of course, careful out there on the roads heading into the maybe, new year. Maybe traffic mm -hmm. was the same, but we just couldn't see it because of the fog. <laughs> That's also very yeah. possible. Yeah, <laughs> We can just see it today. so <laughs> We can see all the cars on the road. <laughs> awesome. All right, Emily, what's the weather looking like? Well, we could be in for some slick roads because of our dropping temperatures. We are going to be seeing only a daytime high of about four degrees today. We've actually already reached our daytime high. We hit six yesterday. We stayed pretty steady through the overnight and we're going to drop down to about four by later on this afternoon. So cooler air pushing through southwesterly winds at about 20 kilometers an hour drizzle on and off. We will see a few hours of drier weather throughout the day today. Everybody seeing much cooler values. We're looking at zero through Hamilton tonight, minus five in Kitchener, minus five in Guelph, We're looking at minus one through Milton tonight and minus one through Mississauga as well as into Toronto. Throughout the day tomorrow, temperatures finally 
exactly where they should be for this time of year. Daytime highs around zero to minus one to minus two, but unfortunately, not a lot of sunshine in the forecast. I know, I think that's what we're all making our New Year's resolutions to be. Let's see some sunshine. We're gonna have to wait until Sunday, unfortunately. So we're looking at four degrees for today, one degree for tomorrow, feeling more like minus three when you factor in that wind chill. So that's what you need to dress for. The winds, however, will be fairly light. By Sunday, little bit of sun, could see a few isolated flurries for New Year's Eve. So again, plan accordingly. Roads could be a little slick. And then as we get into the new year, some overcast conditions, but also finally a little bit of sunshine by the time we get into midweek. Adam, Emily. Thank you very much, Elmi. If you ever wondered what Rodan's the thinker was pondering, now's your chance. <laughs> this 10-foot-tall statue was installed in Santiago, Chile. as part of an art project from the Chilean studio Bla. Locals can approach the statue and pepper it with questions they like. And thanks to generative AI, the statue will respond. So far, some of the more popular questions have been about climate change and the scope of artificial intelligence. Now, the creators say they hope the statue will destigmatize AI by bringing the technology closer to people. What would you ask it? That's a great question. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty cool display, though. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine lots of people are asking things like, uh, are you actually <laughs> intelligent? Are you real? Are you going to come alive? What are you actually thinking mm -hmm. about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, stay with us. More to come after the break.